find my joke funny though when I said that should be the theme song at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Well, it should be the theme song of Black Lives. Like the way they close it, and we are going live on the stream. How can you be Overeaters Anonymous? I don't know. Hey, well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's uh... obvious. <laughs> uh, we're all going to hell, and uh, we are on live. And, uh, hold on a second. I will let you know. We are live. Okie dokie. Speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> I love it that Ken has joined the party of uh, eating and uh, having a nice little uh, toot of whatever it is. And Ben Boychuk's over there. And uh, I want to welcome everyone to the world according to that man, Ben Stein. We are welcomed tonight. We are joined tonight by uh, Media Action Network founder, former Fox Big wig, Ken LaCourt. Welcome back as always, Ken. Love to be here. And of course, managing editor of American Greatness, the great one, Ben, the rock, Boychuk. Ken and two Bens. Ken and two Bens. Yes, Ben. It's, and I'm, I'm the odd one out with Judah. And of course, the man of every back. hour, um, entrepreneur, former NASA trainee, Former shoe salesman, economist, author, writer, lover, sinner, father, husband, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Welcome aboard, sir. And of course, we want to thank everybody that's listening and watching on our YouTube channel. And I want to tell everybody, the world according to Ben Stein, and of course on Facebook, like us at the world according to Ben Stein. And please sign up for our newsletter at Ben Stein, ben Stein, at, ben Stein at Substack.com. I just want to let everybody know, please. What go is it our, again? What uh, is it again? Try it again. Ben's, thanks. The one thing I have a hard time saying. Ben, Stein, ben Stein at Substack.com. And it's not even that. It's what actually it? it's actually not even that. What is it? It's benstein.substack.com. No at. Uh, thank you. And um, I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. Say it again. Ben Stein dot substack s-u-b-s-t-a-c-k i love it i feel like ben's playing a game with us and no, 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 no. and no. just so everybody knows please go to itunes stitcher all those places we are current with our uploads and the i gotta tell you listening to the episodes they sound pretty damn good i'm pretty impressed with ourselves i gotta be honest not the ones that you've been on ben Boychuk, but, but i have the best mic of the lot and um <laughs> But I wanted I wanted to get into this right away. Um, uh, this the expression that people often say you can't prove a negative, and I feel like that's what's going on right now with these with this with the new witch trials, the impeachment hearing. You can't prove a negative. There's no way of proving Ben one way or the other. I mean, we can prove that he didn't incite the riot, but once people say it, at that point. They, it's almost like we're living in a world that once people, like I brought up the other day with the Kavanaugh thing, with once people say, this is my truth, we can't disprove it. Mm. And it's, it's frightening times that you could say whatever you want, and we can't argue. Well, wait a minute, we, we can't, we can't we say can, it. Yes, like yes. else. We're racist and bigots and fascists. But the people who are against us are decent, upstanding mm -hmm. citizens merely expressing their truth. And their truth is morally superior to our truth. So uh, they get brownie points for that. And uh, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an unfair world. It reminds me a lot of elementary school, where if you're one of the cool kids, you could do anything. And if you're one of the nerds, you couldn't do anything. But the cool kids now are, uh, well, they're right here in my house in Beverly Hills. But the cool kids nationally are at the major media uh, emporia. And we're uh, we're out there in the middle of nowhere land, uh, eating our hearts out. Ken, what do you think about that? I mean, it's like it's almost like these accusations. You've had accusations, you know. You, they're on Wikipedia, and it's a you know one of them that you've proven. In fact, you've proved you know you've you've said we're incorrect. You've proven we're incorrect. But once something is said, it's like it's out there. Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that Donald Trump taught conservatives how to do was to fight back. I mean, everybody always used to say, well, you can't, pit, you know, you can't get in a fight with the media. And that was always that was always kind of a path to suicide for most politicians. 
he was a unique case because he could bring that on his own. He had his own uh, ability to get his message out in a way that most other politicians don't. But we have never seen since, since Spiro Agnew only really in one speech went after the, the nattering nabobs and, and, and the liberal media. I've never recalled seeing a politician go as hardcore after the national media or after the media as, as Donald Trump. And it, and it worked splendidly for him. It actually turned him into the, you know, that, that campaign and uh, helped him become president. And so I think we all, and, and, and every mistake that I've made in ever dealing with the media was like thinking, all right, well, I'll punch back later or I won't punch back right away. And, and that is certainly a, 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 something that we should all, all understand now when they come after you, just go right back after them and, and, and cram it down and their You pocket. can't go back after them because they own the boxing ring. That's, that's the trickiest part right now. Yes. That's, that's you know, still it's funny you bring that up because Bill O'Reilly uh, was on Hannity right after the elections and he, and he had said to him something to the effect of, I wish I had done what you did, which was fight back which was right away, sue my accusers, you know, fight back and do and, and really take a stand and thinking that you could just take stuff laying down and it'll blow over, especially for conservatives, it doesn't blow over. And I want to ask you, Ben Boychick and all of you guys this question, why hasn't the Republican Party learned from Trump? He paved the way, he, he showed them a path, Ben Boychick, to that you can fight back, yet none of them seem to do it. Well, a few do, but 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 the the leadership really doesn't. And I think I think part of the reason why uh, the GOP hasn't really, uh, at least the upper echelon of the of the Republican Party hasn't really learned to emulate or take a page from from Trump's playbook is that um, they embarrassed him, or they they were embarrassed by him rather, and that um, they. Uh, they saw him as a, as a kind of a means to an end to get certain policies done. But as far as his policy agenda was concerned, they want, they wanted nothing to do or very little to do with that. And, and I think, I think Mitch McConnell and, and the rest of them are very happy for him to be, you know, off the stage because they can go about, uh, you know, being the opposition, uh, the comfortable op op opposition and, and lose gracefully. But I, I don't think, you know, I, you know, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the topic, it's almost like we're living in two different realities. And it, and I've, and I've noticed for many, many, many years now, it, it's as though uh, we no longer have a common civic vocabulary in America. Mm -hmm. We have two different sorts of vocabularies and it, it's, it's very disconcerting to see the way you know this impeachment trial is being discussed on 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 social media right now because you could take the same set of facts you could look at a video of what happened on on january 6th you could watch trump's speech on january 6th you could read the text which i know ben you did uh on a drive back from the desert you could read the text of the speech two people a conservative and a liberal or a Republican or, and a Democrat could read that same text and come away with two completely different conclusions. Now, only one of them is right, but, but somehow or another, we've gotten into this place where, where we literally are, we're speaking English, but we're not speaking the same language. I will let them. I, I disagree that they're both right. I mean, the, uh, the leftists and the media powerhouses what, what they say is right. That's the way it works out in modern day America. What they say is right. It's, it's, it's unequivocal. And that isn't even complicated or even it's not even the slightest bit complicated that there's no incitement in that speech. It's not, and yeah. Mr. Trump says over and over again, I apologize for giving you such a boring fact laden speech with lots of statistics. This isn't going to be an exciting speech. And it wasn't. Uh, so, uh, that's uh, that's unequivocal, but what the media says goes. Who controls the present controls the past. Who controls the past controls the future. That is from George Orwell, who really knew what he was talking about. We're seeing it play out right now. It's a very scary thing. As far as I can tell, these last couple of months, last few months have been the months that we lost the Constitution of the United States. And it is a very un very, very unfortunate situation. What say you, Ken? 
I think um, I, I am more worried about the continual clamping down of free speech this week than I care about the than I care about this. This look, this is all political theater. Oh, I'm not even referring, by the way, to the impeachment. When yeah, I look, the impeachment is weak tea theater. I mean, does anybody really care? We all know how it's going to play out. We can we can write this script already. It, it it's all kind of meaningless. But when I woke up today and I saw that that uh, Gina, whatever her last name is, the girl, you know, loses Carano. a job. What's her name? Gina Carano. Let's just let's because I wanted to get into this. Where who is, who is that? there's an actress, she's a she's an actress and an MMA fighter. Her name is Gina Carano. Um, she's on one of the biggest shows, I guess, in the world right now called The Mandalorian. Was it was, and she was um, canned from the show for tweets. Basically, and I spoke to you about this today earlier, Ben. She, you know, for what we spoke about. She was she was tweeting about how Nazi Germany could actually happen here. You know, she was saying in the beginning, all they did was what they did was dehumanize Jews. And at first, I mean, she was speaking the gospel and the truth, according to me, which I believe can. Sorry, go on. No, no, you're right. I mean, you know, look, she she went a mildly conservative thing and she made the point of of it was an interesting point she was like you know it wasn't always the nazis who were who were beating jews in the streets it was the other population because first they were taught to be hated and and then things got worse there and she made a comparison to to conservatives in, a, in america now which everybody then jumped into and said oh my god she's saying being a conservative is like being a, a being a, a jew in nazi germany and 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 uh and and therefore she was fired from her job um you know it was a what she said was eminently reasonable. It's always dicey when you get into the whole Nazi world, right? Any, you know, no, not, if you're, can... not if you're on the left. If you're on the left, you could use. Oh, it. everybody's a Nazi if you're on right, the left. Everybody's right, everybody's a Nazi. If you're on the left, you could be. You could say bad things about the Jews. You could call everybody Nazis and fear no repercussions. Okay, I mean, you could say hail to Louis Farrakhan, and it's totally cool. Sorry, Ken. No, no, no. Uh, um, but, but you know watching another person go down by the McCarthyistic tactics is, is disappointing. We saw um, um, also today, um, um, Twitter zapped out Project Veritas, which is James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe is, is somebody who I think is one of the new journalists that will make a difference in the future. He runs in, you know, investigative and undercover campaigns, usually against leftist targets. So therefore he's, he's smeared on the left. He lost his, I think he had over a million followers on Twitter. They zapped him out. You know, he's the one Ben that, that, that found he will, he will get people inside of companies who often give, especially like lefty companies, whether it's ABC news. He was the one who broke the fact that, that they had buried the, uh, the reporting on, uh, um, who was the guy who didn't die, who didn't kill himself in prison. Um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, that, that they buried the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And Planned Parenthood. He got inside Planned Parenthood. He got inside Planned Parenthood. He put down Acorn. He did all of those things. And, and he's done wonderful things. They finally had enough with him because one of his reporters had the temerity of, of going outside of a Facebook executive's house and asking him a question before the guy scampered into his porch. And uh, presumably that was enough for them to kill him. Uh, Instagram took out RFK Jr. because he... he doesn't like vaccines and 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 literally Google came out two days ago. Oh God, I, I don't I don't have my notes in front of me, and said that if you post things that go against the the consensus of medical thought, that they would that, that they would lessen you down in in the Google world. And I thought, wow, what medical advancement in humanity? has come without flying in the face of medical, of the medical consensus. I mean, the germ theory was against medical consensus. I mean, we could go on and on and on that every single, oh my gosh, maybe the whole world doesn't, the universe doesn't revolve around the earth, but maybe the earth actually revolves around the sun. I mean, I mean, that, it is literally Google policy to say now we are going to we are going to diminish those types of thoughts if they're not popular. Back so, to the popular kids. So basically, Ben, what you've been writing about for forty-five years and warning people of, and wrote a book about, is coming is truth right now. I'm afraid it is. There's no there's no truth, but the truth that the party says. The party is the Democrat Party, the leftists, and the so-called academy. 
the uh, uh, African-American people on the left, uh, now there are more and more black uh, Americans on the right, but they're totally ignored. Um, the, um, the, we, are, we, are, we are losing our freedom very fast, but it's, it's, it's really, really, really fast since uh, uh, the end of October has been incredibly fast. And I'm scared, and I, as I said here a couple of times ago, uh, when I drive through Beverly Hills nowadays and see a cop car, I am really scared that he's going to pull me over and say, uh, I heard what you uh, said on uh, the internet the other day and you're under arrest. I, it's, I know it sounds crazy and probably is crazy, but the fact, just the fact that it comes into my mind is a very dismal commentary on where we are in America. So now so, you know what it's like to be a black guy driving through Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'm afraid the days when it was a bad thing to be a black guy driving through Beverly Hills for a long time ago. I eat a great, great deal at a very nice restaurant called Mr. Chow, a very nice and startlingly expensive restaurant, and a a very large fraction of my fellow diners are African Americans. A very large fraction. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. We're joined tonight by Ken LaCour from the Media Action Network. And of course, Ben Boychuk from American Greatness. I want to thank everybody that's listening and following. People were actually asking about if we were going to bring up the Gina Carano uh, thing in um, the chat room. I want to thank everybody. But everybody in the chat, I beg of you to please go to, go to iTunes, go to uh, Stitcher, go to Amazon, Download our shows, like them, give us five-star reviews, steal your friends' phones and do it, for God's sake. We're begging you. It's okay. It, we're following the left. Take their phones. And, um, uh, and so, yes, please do that. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. And we're talking about something interesting tonight, which is cancel culture, obviously, and wokedom and all these different things. But, Ben, I want to ask you a question. Because you and I have had a bit of a disagreement on the blacklisting that went on in Hollywood, where I've said to you, some of them were just schmucks that got were new in town and that got invited to like a party and went and got labeled, you know, and I look at a lot of what's going on now. And there, there are a lot of people that can't work that, that, that will be blacklisted for quite a long time because and I know McCarthyism and communism is, is different, obviously, than following Trump. But are there any regrets for, 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 the, for the way you thought a little bit back then? No, not at all. Because, um, the, I mean, I, I have uh, the people who are blacklisted in uh, those days. It, it, well, I shouldn't say I should say if they were really truly really blacklisted just for attending a cocktail party, it was sponsored by some a leftist organization. Of course, that should not have been, that should not have happened. But the, the, the successful writers of that era, even if they were card-carrying communists, still were highly paid, successful writers. They, the idea that they were that they were tossed out in the gutter and became poverty-stricken, uh, there may have been one or two of them, and that's they shouldn't have been any. But uh, but the idea that that was a widespread phenomenon is simply not true. Uh, what, what is happening in terms of blacklisting for people being conservatives in Hollywood has been going on for a long, long time. It's certainly happened to me. Uh, I've been blessed by uh, having many other sources of income. And uh, so I'm, but uh, it's, it can be really devastating and horrible to be blacklisted. It can be just an awful, awful, awful thing. And uh, it hurts like hell to have to be worried about money. So I have a question. I have a question for you, Ken, and for, you, for all of you. You know, as, as we saw this week, and I, Ken, you don't have to share about it if you feel uncomfortable with the firing of Lou Dobbs over at Fox News, which was an obvious, you know, they fired him because they wanted to just get rid of Lou Dobbs. But where are the voices sometimes from people inside of a network or people that have the ability, where are, are is there anybody that's going to come and stick up for certain people or is it just doggy dog? So I don't know why they fired Lou Dobbs. I worked at Fox for 20 years. I know a lot of people there. I don't, I don't know the inside story. I don't know if it was justified. I mean, look, sometimes there's stuff behind the scenes. Maybe he told the Murdochs to go jump in a lake. Maybe he was just too much. This, you know, look, the Dominion stuff, a lot of things that people said about Dominion and all these software things were just over the top because they love Donald Trump. I don't know if he was part of that or not. I really don't. But I couldn't get past the notion that had Roger Ailes been there, even had Roger Ailes, whom I love, 
had said, I, I, I need to fire Lou Dobbs, he would have done it in such a radically different way that you guys wouldn't have even figured it out. I mean, look, I was there when he got rid of, of uh, um, Glenn Beck. So Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck was, was, it was, was a similar type of show. You know, Glenn Beck is one of those guys that he'll say 10 things. Um, um, three of them will be normal. Five of them will be kind of conservative. Uh, my numbers aren't going to add up here. Two of them will be just batshit insane. You got, and, I, now you're up to 10. And one or two of them, so oh, 12 and a half, 11 and a half, will be like, wow, he's the only guy on TV who said that, and he's right. And, 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 and a lot of geniuses are like that. And geniuses are, is, is a rough word, but I mean, people, you know, uh, um, 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 the fat guy who's always screaming on, on, on uh, the, the, the InfoWars guy. Uh, uh, Alex, Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones is a similar way. I mean, he says stuff that's like, God, we should just eject you into the into the ecosphere. But then he says some stuff that, that like then becomes true. And so it's like, that's why you need those people. Anyhow, Glenn Beck had come to the end of his road with Fox. We were done with him. I ran the I ran foxnews.com. I was done with Glenn Beck because he'd go on and be like, hey, if you want to see your news, go to Glenn, go to theblaze.com. And I'm like, Roger, what the hell? The guy's on our channel with millions of viewers promoting his own news site instead of ours. I got a problem with that because my bonus is based on how many people come to the dot com. What the heck? What's going on? Glenn Roger was done with him. And Glenn Beck, of course, was was, you know, he knew he was going to be the next Fox News. He had plans to have Glenn Beck Radio, Glenn Beck TV. So so th there was a divorce. What did Roger do? Because he knew a lot of people. You, you see somebody on TV. You like that guy. You like that gal. You go in every night and there's Lou Dobbs telling you things that are that are that are true. And he's your buddy. And Roger knew that, 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 you know, we had at Fox, we had big campaigns by the left against, against Glenn Beck. They, they were going after his advertisers successfully. Uh, you know, at, at that point, you know, we had, I think we had, you know, the gold people were keeping the Glenn Beck show alive. Right. And, and, and some of the people who sell the, the food that you put under your, under your basement, which I, which I have. Um, anyhow, so we came to the conclusion that he needed to get rid of him. So Fox News came out with an announcement that Glenn Beck was going to lead the, a new division of, of long form documentaries about the important parts uh, the important uh, uh, news events in America. And it went on praising Glenn Beck. And as part of this, Glenn Beck would not have his, his daily show on, on Fox News. And literally like the next day at a, at a board meeting at, 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 at News Corp, somebody asked Roger like, wait, wait, I, I'm confused. Did, did you fire him? Did he quit? Is he with you? Is he leaving? And Roger's like, exactly. Because he knew that he, he needed to get rid of that guy. We were done with him. He was done with us. It was a divorce. But he also knew you, you bounce out a popular figure, you're going to have people saying, why did you get rid of my buddy? Same thing with Shepard Smith. Shepard Smith used to have two hours in the day. Shepard Smith was a liberal. He gave Fox some cover because, you know, so the New Yorker wouldn't be hate us quite as much because we had some real journalists. When, when Megyn Kelly said, hey, I'm leaving if I don't get a primetime show, and Roger had to push her into the primetime schedule, he needed to kill Shepard Smith's hour. And so what did he do? He built a $2 million studio that was member Shepard Smith. He had all those great iPads and that white studio that was like this, this crazy thing. He gave him a promotion in, in, you know, he was now the managing editor of news, which meant nothing. But, you know, he did all of those things so that his enemies and would never have uh, some momentum to say to go after it, to come after Fox and, to, and, to, and, to, and, to, and, to, and, to, and increase their, their campaign against him so that the people who liked those shows said, okay, I understand it. So what happens when Fox has to get rid of, for whatever reason, uh, uh, um, what's his name? And, and it's like, I don't know why they did it, but I, they did it in a way that every conservative was like, you know, Fox, screw you. Lou Dobbs is one of the few guys out there who's pushing for Trump and he believes that the election was stolen and you didn't even let him give a final show on the air. You literally like on, on Friday, there was a fill in host who said, Lou Dobbs will be back Monday. And 10 minutes after that show, they leaked that out to the, to the LA times to, to say that Lou Dobbs was fired. That's what you miss when you have a Roger Ailes who made, you know, millions and tens or fives of millions of dollars, whatever he made there every year. That kind of nuance, understanding your, your audience is what Fox News is missing, which is why people are freaking out over a call in, in Arizona and over, uh, you know, and over a commentator here and over things like that. 
Roger, it never would have happened. Ben, what do you think about that? Where are the people you, you, you've had, you've gone through rough times. Where are people that are sticking up for people? Are, is there anybody out there other than you and the people here that are fighting for people that, that are, you know, it's a very good deal to be a TV star and nobody wants to jeopardize being a TV star. So if one of your friends or someone you thought was your friend gets fired, you do not want to be the next person getting fired. So you just don't say anything and you go on with your day's work. That, that, I mean, it's, a, it's a great job being a TV star and nobody wants to lose that job. But don't you think you have enough power at a certain point to stick up for people that you feel? Obviously not. I mean, I'm, Obviously not. I mean, I would have thought Glenn Beck had enough power. I would have thought that, that, that uh, our friend who just got fired, he's fired, we've all forgotten his name already. A great guy whom I've known a long time since he was at CNN. He's a great guy. Uh, I would have thought he had enough power. Nobody has any power except the people who have the money and they have all the power. And uh, so I recommend hardly to anyone of you who's planning to go into TV news any kind of news or any kind of job at all that you save your pennies and have a good stash of money waiting for you when you get that call saying you're fired. And sometimes you don't even get the call that says you're fired. Yes, you just right. don't get the call. Right. And uh, Ben Boychik, what say you? Uh, I, I'm I'm happy that I've never had a career in TV. <laughs> I, I, it just sounds perfectly awful. I mean, I obviously the benefits are, are pretty good, but good grief. Good grief. I, you know, I, newspapers aren't like this. You know, the newspapers were a respectable career at one time. They're not anymore. They're all going out of business and circulations in the toilet. And, um, but I sure enjoyed working for, with newspaper people because at least they could look you in the eye, um, you know, and tell you what was what. Um, television just said, with all due respect, fellas, television just sounds awful. Well, Ben had the same experience, though, with the New York Times. I mean, yeah, I, had, I, I had a column for several years. I think it was several years. I don't know, maybe just a couple of years with the New York Times. And uh, uh, they fired me for, uh, for supposedly yeah. for secretly doing commercials for an investment bank. Uh, it never happened. I, I've never done a commercial for an investment bank. It was just completely made up. They got uh, mad at me because they had gotten some angry mail from leftist uh, readers or somebody uh, because I had uh, done a movie, a, a documentary called Expelled. Right. Uh, mm. About that question, whether Darwinism could possibly be correct and how there was simply no evidence proving that um, mankind had been created by natural selection. And uh, so uh, they, they just fired me and, and, uh, and they said, as I say, because I was doing commercials for an investment bank, it just had never happened. It never even remotely happened, not even remotely. And I wrote a letter to my editor uh, saying, sir, you know, you've known me now. You know, I wasn't doing it. I, I did do some commercials for a uh, telephone company and my co-commercial maker was Shaquille O'Neal. And you asked me to get a basketball for your son signed by Shaq, and I did. And then you said, no, the one I got, it wasn't good enough to get a top quality, top of the line basketball signed by Shaq. And I did that too. And so they sort of knew that I was involved in the world of commercials, but certainly not for an investment bank. So, Ugh. I mean, they, they, as my, I mean, they were, my sister put it very well. Uh, she said, I, I don't know the, all the details of what they did, but they define the word shitty. What about how you found that oh, out about Win Ben Stein's money when you thought you were just going to hang out with the C? I thought they were right with the CEO at the Four Seasons. Yeah, no, I was. Well, he, he was he was actually perfectly pleasant. I mean, he was a very 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 nice guy. And then I, if every person I ever worked with in the course of my life were as nice a guy as that guy was, I would be a very happy camper. Uh, but uh, the the real shocker was when we were doing a, a charity show for uh, win Ben signs money and the, the winner of the show could designate that his five, his or her $5,000 could go to any charity he or she chose. And I won and I chose right to life. And uh, the, the person who was there that day representing comedy center just laughed and laughed and laughed and said, no, 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 no serious, seriously, who? And I said, no, seriously, right to life. <laughs> and she said, no, you, we're, we're just not gonna allow you to do that. We won't, won't air the show if you do that. And on that note, if you just tuned in, 
You are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody that's following us on the YouTube channel right now. But I also want to remind people to please download us on the iTunes app or Amazon or Stitcher or all the fun things. We are there. I figured it out today and it makes me brings me a lot of joy that I was able to figure it out how to upload the episodes. So please don't 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 waste don't let my time go wasted even if you just do it for for fun, for fun, please do it. We're and, but we're joined tonight by Media Action Network star Ken Lacourt, and of course, managing editor of American Greatness Ben Boychuk, and of course, America's humble servant Benjamin Jeremy Stein. But Ben Boychuk, please tell people the Substack account. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben Stein, all one word. Dot Substack S U B S T A C K dot com. So basically, Ben, and we are talking about people being canceled and we're talking about a woke culture. What you're saying is that, I mean, and it, it's very, I mean, it's heart rendering, as somebody we know would say. My wifey, that, the world's most wonderful person. She said that, that nobody has the guts to, 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 to come out and say this is wrong. That canceling uh, people. People do not want to cross the powers that be. And uh, it's a rare person who will cross the powers that be, and that's true in every in every situation where there where there where there are good jobs on the line. And I, I want to say like, homage to Hollywood. I worked as a screenwriter and producer in Hollywood for many years before I uh, was sort of found it too maddening to do. But when they uh, ditched you, they would give you some money as a going away present, and uh, that was. Excuse me, kind of a nice thing that they did. Not uh, not everyone, but uh, a lot of people would give you a going away present of some money, and that was a very helpful thing. And not, I don't think they do that in the news business. Well, as as oh, Ken, as as Ken was sort of saying, there aren't many Roger Ailes anymore. There aren't many because I remember when Juan Williams got fired from PBS. God, why did Roger Ailes decide to give Juan Williams? Um, anyways, oh, stop it. Um, I don't want to get into that. Um, the <laughs> somebody that I have a hard time listening to, but he was so loyal, and it was such an admirable thing that Roger Ailes did by sticking up for Juan Williams. And it's like we live in this time where there, where there are, you know, it's like even if you're in this industry or whatever industry you're in, you have to look and say, "Man, I miss a guy like Roger Ailes." Because it, it, it's a dying breed out there of, of people that are willing to go to bat for their employees, are willing to stand up, are willing, and, are, and are willing to fight. And it, people are terrified. I have a friend, I don't want to say what industries, and obviously we live in Los Angeles, he's terrified on a daily basis of, of conversations he might have had 15 years ago. And it's a terrifying way to live. And people will say, well, quit your job. You can't just quit your job at a certain age. You know, you have a family to support. You have a wife. You have kids. And um, Ken, it's frightening times. They're always frightening times. It is. But it's especially now. I mean, look, we're in a, we're in a the, the bad part of McCarthyism, uh, the, the McCarthyism uh, um, uh, part. And... And every day I get up and, and look to see, are, is there somebody we can help out in the cancel culture? And every day there's more problems and more, more people who are being canceled than, than one can, can go out. And whether it's a, it's a gal like that, whether it's, a, whether it's a, 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 you know, a news organization that was zapped out of, out of, out of the, the powers that be, um, we are, yeah, it's, 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 it's the roughest time that I've seen for free speech in my lifetime. Oh, by far the roughest, because I, I was very much alive during the McCarthy era. I was young, very, very, very young, but very alert. And even if you were fired or lost your job for being a leftist in the McCarthy era, there are plenty of people out there to give you jobs. There are plenty of leftists who had good jobs who would find a job for you. There are plenty of leftists who would, get, who would find, help your children get into a good college. My next-door neighbor, when I was a child, uh, his parents were... I say to put it mildly, were leftists, and uh, he went on to become a very famous journalist, Carl Bernstein. And uh, there are always people in his parents' circle of friends to help him and to give him jobs. And uh, and I will say, all the people in our neighborhood 
most of them were quite conservative, I think, or fairly conservative, fairly conservative. All, we were all friendly to him. Nobody held a grudge against him because of his parents' political affiliations. And, and his parents were incredibly nice people. And, uh, but it's not like that now. Nowadays, uh, if you are on the wrong side of the political fence, people treat you like you have a communicable disease. It's really, really, really bad, unless you have money and can help them out buying a car or paying their mortgage or something like that, then they like you. You know, they actually treat you better if you have a communicable, a communicable, a communicable disease. And I've often said that, that it's easier to get laid in LA being a conservative if you, if you did have an STD than saying you are a conservative. You know, it, 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 it's, it's what are you like- talking about? What? What are you saying? I said it's easier to- I heard what you said. What are you saying? <laughs> I, I can't believe I, yes, I did say that out loud. But um, it's, uh, it, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm the conservative. I'm the one that can't. I mean, I, I, it's like, I, it's like I, I'd be writing pardons. Ben Boychuk, save me right now, please. There's no saving you from that. It's an awfully nice thing to have well-to-do parents who helped you out. That's there you go. No, but I mean, these are frightening times. I mean, I've never seen people so scared to death to speak their mind. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 it's frightening. And it's obviously it's, it's to our side. And I don't care what anybody says. The right right now has every reason in the world to be terrified that the IRS is going to come after them. Oh, they will. They will. They come after me every single year, every year. Yeah, I mean it's uh, Ben Boychuk, please. Well, yeah, no, I think that's right. Uh, and I and you know I I have a lot of friends who uh, some of whom are uh, professional writers who have written very controversial things, uh, who half joke that they're you know they're they're waiting for a knock on the door in the middle of the night. Um, who who think that we're now we're not merely. You know, it's not merely um, conservative versus liberal or, or left versus right. It's us versus the regime and we're the enemies of the regime. And therefore, as enemies of the regime, we need to be silenced. Um, I think that um, there's real legitimate fear there. And, and I know, you know, um, American Greatness has been around since 2016. Uh, we publish more than our share, uh, fair share of, of uh, pseudonymous writers, people who are often in the academy or in the business world, who believe that if they were to speak their minds under their own names, that they would be ruined. And we respect that. And, and so we've published a lot of folks like that. Uh, I think it's legit. I, I mean, it's clearly legit. I mean, we, we see it all the time. And so I think I think we have to be prudent, but I also think we we have to be courageous. You know, we, we can't we it, you know, I, it's we're understandably to some extent, as, as Ben was saying earlier, terrified. But, you know, we shall it, overcome. We shall overcome. We have to be bold and we have to be brave. So don't and, ask you a question all. Don't you think it would be a good idea for Trump to actually go to this sham hearing? No, I don't. I don't think you should come by, come near any of those people that want to get their cooties. But you don't think he could like because he's been so silenced right now and he has no outlet. He should just sit there. And, you I, know, I, uh, I I think he should. Those people are rabid dogs, and I think you should stay away from them. Ken, you don't think it would be a good idea for him to go? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I think it gives more legitimacy. The fact that John Roberts is not sitting in that chair also gives that an air of, wait, is this really an impeachment? What's going on? This is, this is you know, congressmen who are having fun. I gotta, right. so let me ask a question. Has anybody here actually watched any of the impeachment trial? Not a minute. Nope, nope. not <laughs> any of it. Not one second of it. Yeah. Sorry, Ben? Not one second of it. Not one instant of it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. They think people are watching and we're seeing clips of it. Obviously I go to Breitbart and I read a little bit about what's going on, but I haven't turned on an apps. I haven't turned on a second of this thing. And it's, it's, it's sort of fascinating 
But I also want to get back to the point of being canceled because I think it's really important. This woman was just recently, this week was canceled from a show. The odds of her working in Hollywood again are slim to none. As Ben, as you know, I like saying slim has left town. And um, it, it's, it's where do people go? I mean, what is your suggestion as, as somebody that has had this, these experiences to people that get canceled? I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's gut punching, Ben. It's horrible. I I don't know where they go, and I I, I I really don't know where they go. I'm I don't know. I mean, we my wifey and I uh, will we will find places to hide out as long as I have my wifey with me. We'll be fine as long as I have wifey with me. My life is fine. I bet you she makes a couple three bucks as a personal trainer, like a high level MMA trainer. What, my wife? No, 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 no. Gina Carano. I think you're talking about his wife, too. I'm like, fuck, man. Help Ben's wife. <laughs> he's, talking, he's, he's referring to the MMA fighter. And I said the same thing. She'll get paid to do speeches, but she wants to act. Sure. You know? And they're taking away somebody's, somebody's ability or somebody's wanting to do something. I mean, the ironic thing, remember, it's also, this is the Walt Disney Company, who is synonymous with, you know, let's just say, Walt Disney not being the most favorable of uh, semi, you know, to the semi. That's all a lie. That's we all never lie. let that stuff slide. He's incredibly great guy. Yeah. And that, that story about him being an anti-semi is just made up bullshit. He was a great, great guy. Um, okay, um, but 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 Ken, I mean, it 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 it's it is very disheartening that people are literally. You know, I. I'm tired of being disheartened. I, I get up in the morning and see how to punch these people back. Right. So how do you do it? How are you punching back? Well, so, so, well, let me give you an example. Well, so what I've now decided to spend the next 10, 15 years of my life until I get Daffy is, is to literally punch back at them. So with the media action network, I've now built this, this email uh, subscriber list of allies up to about a hundred thousand. And every day we send out like here the, and, and tomorrow I'll be talking about, Gina, we'll be talking about the other, and um, and and we always have somebody to punch back at, and 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 I give you, and the last two weeks, I've been in Mike Lindell's world. Now I've never met Mike. I I love him in many ways. He says stuff that sounds batshit crazy to me sometimes. I tried to watch that video. I, 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 but I don't care whether he's right or wrong on these things. I care that he's American with his own opinion and that the fact that people are freaking out and saying, we're not going to sell his pillows. Mm. I want to burn bed, bath and beyond to the ground. I, I, if they go out of business and their 1200 stores go out and their 50,000 employees have to go, have to go, uh, you know, go, go back into the unemployment line. I'm fine with that. I am so sick and tired of them moving this Overton window so that, mm. that, you know, your psychic, you know, the entertainment people, yeah, you go, uh, um, you know, here is a, an old Italian actor saying he wants to punch Trump in the face. Here's Madonna saying she wants to burn down the White House. Here's Wait another. A who's the old Italian actor? Uh, uh, Robert De Niro's like, I want to punch him in the face. Fuck him. Da, da, da. You know, he's been so much like that. We get That's Kathy funny. Griffin, who's a terrible human being with a, a severed head of Trump. We get we get literally time life putting a, a, a putting the, the sponsoring the Shakespeare in the park in, in, in New York City, where they stab a President Trump to death. But one Republican says, well, I don't I, you know, I think that those Dominion machines might have been lying. And it's uh, like, well, you got to get his that, pillows out of your store. That that, uh, that adaptation of Julius Caesar, where they stabbed the president, they, they did that with LBJ. Too. I mean, they're 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 a bunch of dipshit assholes. Let's not think about them. Let's no, not think about so, on. I, so I every morning uh, I see, we have I mean, every one of us in this group. Every, one, two, three. We're all married. We have great wives. Judah has great friends and lives in a wonderful climate. Well, let's think about what to be happy about. Judah's no. on dating sites. Judah's on dating sites looking at three hundred pound girls who say they won't date a conservative. Uh, Thanks for ruining uh, the future. Uh, never, uh, never have I ever. Weightism. That is weightism. I don't want to be on this show anymore. That is weightism. I actually, I actually was screenshotting the images of these people that never that say swipe left if you're never Trumper to Ken. And but that's my way of fighting back in a sense. But Ben, I think Ken raises a great point because we, we there, there are actions we could take. 
that we don't have to be the old fashioned Republican punching bag or conservative punching bag anymore. And well, I'm we, not. I write. I write all constantly. Yes. For somebody, uh, for, for this or that person, or for my beloved American Spectator, or I appear on your show. Uh, I'm working on it all the time. But uh, I'm an old man. I want to exp- enjoy my days. I have my wonderful super wifey. I want to spend time with her, and I want to spend all our time talking about politics. I mean, my wifey and I are old. We don't want to have our days eaten up by these cre- creeps. So it's our job to keep fighting what Ken is doing is fighting yes. back. And I, and, I, and, I, and I will cheer you on. And what about you, Ben? Do you have writers that are fighting back? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, every day we're, we're doing stuff and we're not, we're not backing off on our coverage of, of any topics. It's just like I said a minute ago, if, if somebody has something to say that is, that is reasonable, that's not you know, completely crazy, but it's sound, but if they want to protect themselves with a pseudonym, then I'm, I'll give them a pseudonym. And, but we're publishing, you know, we publish seven days a week, six stories a day. Usually that's just on the, on the t- top of the site. And then a whole bunch of news stories. We've got uh, three or four different podcasts. We've, you know, we're, 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 and, and our audience continues to grow. That's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Our audience is continuing uh, to grow all the time. And so, um, you know, I look, look at where we were four years ago when we started out and I was so happy, you know, in the first month or so that we were going and, and gosh, what we got in that first month online in, in July of 2016, I, I get while I'm sleeping right now, you know, I used to say, oh, you know, we were getting, we were getting 50,000 views a month. Now I get, I get 50,000 views before breakfast. That's great. Great. You're, you're, and, so and, we shall overcome. And by the way, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm laughing is because we have somebody, other than the chat, we have somebody in the Zoom chat who's uh, very into, he's, he, you know, he believes in the Dominion machines and he believes in all that stuff. And here's the thing, what, what, what Ken is saying is whether he's right or wrong, he shouldn't be in trouble for sharing these opinions. And which goes back to That's the question really right. Boy, with, that ever right. with, with the sham pe- impeachment and trial, we have had nothing but trials for the last five years and we couldn't even get a two week investigation into the election. We it's told- unbelievable. The con- they've thrown away the constitution. It's incredible as a Democrat party has thrown away the constitution. It is just incredible. It reminds me of a wonderful movie called The, World- the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, a really, really great movie. And uh, there's so much talk about people using incredibly important American legal documents as toilet paper. And that's what the Democrat Party is doing now. And it is very, 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 very upsetting. It breaks my heart, absolutely breaks my heart. I don't want to spend my lifetime uh, moaning and groaning about it. I have to thank God for my wife. Spend my time doing that. No, but Ken, he does bring up, I mean, th- there is that point. We couldn't even get a one-week investigation. It seems like always, like every time, you know, we, there, there was something that was cooking, they would say, oh, we investigated that. Not just with the election, with many other, with many other things that happened like on Hunter the Trump's term. Sorry? Like Hunter Biden? Like Hunter Biden, right, right, yeah. right. The media just discovered that he might be a, a scumbag cheater. Right. And, and, and it was it was always uh, there was there's nothing there. Well, of course, there's nothing there if you don't investigate the there. Let's just say this. Keep plugging away. Keep writing away. Keep talking away. We're not going to turn to violence. We're not going to take up guns or knives. Let's talk about some facts. <laughs> There was, there has been in the media lately a great deal about how uh, the police, the Capitol Police found lots and lots of the demonstrators at the Capitol uh, break-in, let us say, uh, to have uh, machine guns and flamethrowers and torches and rifles and shotguns. I have not seen one picture of anything like that. Surely, with the thousand people out there with video cams, there would be at least one picture of that. Where are those pictures? Where, 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 where are the pictures of that? Ben, in four years, the story will be 10,000 people stormed the Capitol with machetes, Uzis, 
Cannons and uh, Donald Trump was actually in the lead. He left the speech. What, well, let's just make up the story as we go. He didn't just, uh, the president didn't just incite it. Let's have fun, right? He didn't just incite it. Donald Trump actually put on Kevlar. He had recently seen the movie John Wick and he decided I'm gonna go and storm the Capitol with my, with my, with my fans behind me and that's why not? Let's just go well, all well, out. Let's 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 think about where where does that lead? It leads to the fact that we have an extremely dishonest media, unfortunately, an extremely dishonest DC Capitol Police Force, because that's where the quote is from. Uh, that there, these guys came up with guns and uh, knives and flamethrowers and so forth. Uh, we've got some really dangerous opponents out there. We only have our pens and our word processors and our internet so far to work with. Let's just work with them as much as we can. Let's just do, I mean, we're, we're, we're not rich. We're just ordinary citizens. We'll just work with what we've got. Sorry, Ken. Well, I mean, I, look, I, I, he, Ben's right, but, but I, I do look, the nice thing about being a conservative is their side has a lot of cats. Our side has a lot of weapons. I mean, when push comes to shove, you know, I don't know cats? what you're, what do you mean? I don't know what you're, yes, liberals have more cats than guns. Conservatives have more guns than cats. Every conservative. Is cat some kind of code no, word? Like, no, literal. The little feline. Literal cats. My wife has three cats. and she How many guns do you have? Don't say. Way, way more That's than none three. of your damn business, Ken. <laughs> way more than three. Uh, I've had none of your damn life. business. I've had guns in life. I've always had more guns than cats, and every conservative I know is pretty much in the same camp. So, Ken, what are you doing this week? You did the you did the it had the Mike Lindell thing. Let me, let me give you a fun anecdote if I if I can. So, look, I've been I've been defending Mike Lindell because every time I turn around, some asshole is throwing pillows out of their stores. So I get a, a an email from one of one of our uh, one of our our, our, our allies at, at my place saying that they got an email from the Cowboy Network, which is actually in 40, 50 million households, and it's and it's related to the uh, RFD network, which is a rural uh, rural farm delivery. That's what it's. I had to look it up. That's what it's from, and there is a there is a a cable network that that aims specifically at rural America, and. Somebody from that, that network sent a, a, an email out to their cable station saying, we've canceled all of the MyPillow ads, and we want you to not also please not run their ads in our slots. A, a cable channel when, like, like a Fox or whatnot, they also send out some black space, so to speak. They allow, uh, they allow the local inserts to, to, to the local cable channels to sell ads, which is how you see how you see Mr. Chow's on Fox News when you're watching what? cable. Uh, when you're watching cable, I've Anyhow, never so this, seen an ad for Mr. Chow on television. Man, he's he's using a local it. ad. You know what I mean? It was it was it was a euphemism for local ad. Oh, okay. Um, anyhow, so the so the Cowboy Network is turning on Mike Lindell, and I'm like, what the fucking fuck? Are you kidding me? The Cowboy Network has turned against Mike Lindell and my pillow. So I'm like, okay. Gonna, I'm gonna take this take this slowly. So so I have had uh, um, one of my one of my editors call up the gal um, um, at the Cowboy Channel who was in there their thing who wrote this email. You know, we had, we got this email. She calls her up and she's like, "You have to talk to our legal department." You know and hangs up. Okay, that's fine. We we send a letter to the email department. Send an email to the legal department. They don't get back to us. And so last night last night I'm like. Screw up, babies. The Cowboy Channel has turned against Mike Lindell. The world is, is crashing down. So I write up this email that we send out to close to 100,000 people every day. <laughs> and, and, and I can see how many people click to certain things. A thousand people write the CEO of the Cowboy Channel and RFD thing saying, you know, what the, what the heck and heck. This morning, I get an email a long email from the CEO of, of, the, of the Cowboy Channel, who, as it turns out, is actually a very cool guy. He's like, wait a second. We do things with Mike Lindell all the time. I've stayed at his house. He's a friend of mine. What's going on? Well, somehow some rogue employee who works out of her house in Ohio sent this out. She didn't send this email to us. We wouldn't have approved this. We didn't mean to do it. And, and, and so I called the guy up, and, and 
I don't know what the heck happened, how one of his employees decided to like cancel my pillows for all of his network and, and do this, but he was a very cool guy. The cowboy channel has not gone woke. And, and so I'm like, yes, I was glad to hear that. He actually known Roger Ailes, you know, we had a good chat. So tomorrow morning, my, my email is going out saying the Cowboys are good, but Disney still sucks. So that's, that's where I'm going and, and we'll, we'll help Gina. We can't, I'm too small to, I'm, I'm big enough to send a thousand, a thousand emails to the Cowboy Channel guy and freak them out. I'm not big enough to affect Disney. We'll get there. That was my last 48 hours. And no, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, that's an amazing story, actually, because they had this. It just shows you one rogue employee could bring down a company. She probably was upset because one of her cats was sick. <laughs> and she had a liberal looking haircut. Way to, way to, way to come full circle, Simba. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's, it's, you see, but he's doing something and I, I, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I know writing to Disney is not going to do anything, but it can annoy them. Say, you know, said bye bye to Twitter, who's in our chat room, um, often just harasses people. He'll go to Eric Garcetti's office and ring the bell, you know, constantly just ring the bell of Eric or of Eric Garcetti's office. And you have this recall of Gavin Newsom that might be successful. And even if it doesn't work, it still could ruin Gavin Newsom's future in politics. And it could just be a, the fly in the ointment that Gavin Newsom needs. So these, so yeah, sorry, Ben Butcher. Uh, no, no, I think you're right. I, I'm actually, the, the recall effort of Newsom is one of the sort of the possible highlights of the year. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, I think it's got a very good chance of going yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah, it, yeah. It'll qualify. Whether, it'll qualify. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we, we'll we get a conservative a, here. Well, right. That's that's going to be the problem. We're going to get like a like a like an avowed communist. You watch. No, let me no, tell no, you something. No, worse, so. a Facebook California, executive. California, I, you, you, there's more to California than you think. Rich, they say Rick Grinnell could possibly be, and I know that guy Cox is running again. John uh, Cox, but also Kevin Falconer, who's the former mayor. Of so so you know what? You never know. You you just you, you know you, you never know. But what I think one of the things we're learning from this episode is we got to keep writing, we got to keep trying, we got to keep knocking on doors because there are future elections that are at stake. There are the future of America that is at stake. And I agree, you know, said bye-bye to Twitter. I might not always agree with certain things he says, but if we don't, here's the problem with Republicans because they're not, they're not, they don't scream enough. If we don't protect our future elections, like we didn't in the past, like for people to say this was the most protected election, we know that's a lie. We know but that it was heavily, it was heavily fortified. Jude. It was heavily fortified by the cabal that 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 got interviewed by by uh, Time, magazine. Time magazine. We really got to get off our duffs, and I know Ben. You know we're we're the younger generation that's getting off our duffs for you, but you are writing about this every day, and it is extremely important because we have an election in less than two years. Now we could either bitch and moan. Or we could Eric Cantor these these MFers that are sitting there that don't care. Eric Cantor never in his wildest dreams thought that he would get primaried and get kicked out of office, and he did. Now he runs a lobbying firm, but nonetheless, you know it is important that we do these types of things. Um, keep grinding out those weapons. We will wear them. Down. It's like that great Frank Sinatra song. About the, uh, the the billy goat that crashes into a billion kilowatt dam and knocks it down. We've got we just can't. We just got to keep trying. What what else do we have to do that's better than that besides praising my wife? Other than that, there's nothing better to do. And let's let's never get on Kemlocourt's bad side or on his email list. Um, not a pleasant place to to possibly to possibly be. Um, I would just want to tell everybody Saturday night we will be having uh, another episode. Uh, it's more going to be about one topic. It's going to be like conversations with Ben Stein. Ken LaCorte is more than welcome to join us. We'll have Gary Daniels from Simple Life Now and a few other people. We're going to stick to one topic. The first topic we're going to choose is, uh, I think it's going to be the disgraceful people that lobby in Washington, D.C., or not the, not the people, the people that have enriched themselves while working in Washington, in Washington D.C. Like, uh, you know, I was looking at Nancy Pelosi's net worth. It's 
frighteningly scary at $140 million. And that's what we know of. She's, she's literally gained over $100 million in wealth since, uh, you know, in the 80 years she's been in the house. <laughs> and um, we're going to talk about those things because it really is frightening to think about how rich politicians are getting while in office. And um, so if you care to join us, we'll be back on Saturday night. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been in the YouTube chat that's uh, uh, shared and uh, spoke tonight and constantly supports the show. I want to thank Rock Breath, who's a huge support and said bye bye to Twitter, who's in Arizona right now. Um, and of course, I want to thank Ken. Tell people where they could find you and get on your, your email list. You are going to go around where we say something great about our lives and about America, right? Do you have enough yes, time on that? Okay. Uh, Media Action Network, www. It's three words, mediaactionnetwork.com. We went old school after, after Facebook killed us. Uh, uh, we, we send out a morning, uh, a morning email every day telling you what's going on in the media wars and how you can actually get your finger and stick it right in the eye of some liberal somewhere. So why don't you tell us how great it is? You just had a birthday. You're you have a fiance. You live on a boat. What's better than who? Who's got it better than you? Look, one of the one of the things that I love about you three guys, especially, is that we don't just sit around and bitch, and that that we also take a step back. And Ben, I think you lead the the the, the charge in this in realizing for all of the of, of the small problems we're looking at and all of the serious problems we're looking at. We live in the greatest society that has ever been figured out by human beings. I mean, I mean, it's like, look, you hear me bitching, but yeah, I'm living on a, I'm living on a barge in, in Sausalito and beautiful girl in the background. And, and we've got religious freedom. We've still got a decent amount of political freedom. We have a lot of things that, you know, I, I crashed off my stupid bicycle and we I had a great, healthcare system that took me in and cut off all my clothes and made sure that I wasn't going to die. We live in a group. They do it when you're, when you're, it's, 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 I'll talk to you later, Ben. They do it when it's, anyhow. Uh, uh, you know, we live in a society and a country that has freed and fed more people in the world than any other society that has ever existed. And, and I don't know about the privilege of being white, but the privilege of me lucking out by popping out of a mom who lived in the United States has been one of the greatest things. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I, and I okay, Ben Boychuk, 20 seconds for you. How great it is. You live up in the- uh, I live in the mountains. I, I've got, uh, I have a great life. I have, I'm surrounded by books. I've got a wonderful job. I, I have wonderful friends. Uh, I really couldn't ask for for anything more. You and really saw this. No, but I'm privileged to um, be able to do what I do for a living. I don't have any calluses on my hands, and um, and I I'm I'm very blessed to be able to do what I do, and I'm very happy uh, to be on here with you. So thank you. And I am blessed to be sober over 22 years. I will be speaking tomorrow night on an online AA Zoom meeting. If anybody is interested um, in coming to hear me, uh, go to our YouTube account and I will privately email you the Zoom link. Um, I say that because uh, there are people that might be sober that are listening. And if you are one of them, please, God, join us. Ben, tell us what makes this country so great and then lead us out in song, please. What makes this country so great is it has great people. And we have a great constitution, great weather, and I have a great wifey and many, many great friends. And God bless you. Oh, thou wilt not cower in the dust, Maryland, my Maryland. Thy gleaming sword shall never rust, Maryland, my Maryland. Avenge the patriotic gore that fleck the streets of Baltimore and be the battle queen of your Maryland, my Maryland. That's our my home state song, Maryland, my Maryland. I don't think it's allowed to be sung in Maryland anymore, but uh, what, it was when I was growing up. Wait, wait, what, what was that song though? The, 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 the tune was from something else. Was it my great- This uh, tune is a very, very famous tune, uh, which is uh, also used in O. Tannenbaum. O. Tannenbaum. Yes, I, I love this. Song, you know, this is the uh, most eclectic show show in the world. I don't care what anybody says. You find out more weird information on this show 
and cool information and historical information and just some of the greatest stuff is said it, that I've heard in my life from you guys. I, I'm generally blessed that you guys are on this panel doing this. I am learning a ton. I thank you. I thank everybody in the YouTube channel. And remember, download the darn podcast. Steal it from your friends' phones. Steal it. Shank it. <laughs> download. Good night, gentlemen. I want to thank, thank everybody you. from the bottom of my heart. But of course, let's thank America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We'll see you Saturday night, same time, same bad station. Whoever wants to join us, please come and join the conversation. It will be fun. Ben and I will be in the desert. So yeehaw, maybe. come join maybe. us. We may, we, may, we may be here. We may be, may be in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I just got to say one more thing. On the other shows I was listening to it, Ben, you referred to me as your travel companion. And I wanted people to not think I was the your who is Lincoln's travel companion. We, uh, I drive, we talk. And, 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 and uh, I just uh, wanted to clarify that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. And on that no, note, 